Hi, superstars. Welcome to the February 2021 edition of Awesome Overflow. I'm joined this month by Kelly Gordon. Hi, Kelly. How are you? I'm good. Hi, Meg. Hi, superstars. Yes. Um, So yeah, here we are. Overflow time. I can't believe that means that we are nearing the end of the month. Um, We have so many Kelly, so many new superstars. I am like mind blown how many people have joined us on the Patreon. That's fantastic. My whole face just lit up. Like I knew that, but you're right. This is the first overflow for so many of our superstars. Welcome, you guys. This is like the best part. I don't want to say the best part. There's so many parts that are good to being a superstar. You know, the the sort of spicy series, getting access to that Facebook group. But we love doing these overflow episodes because this is where it just gets real. This is where we can just chit chat with each other. It is, it is the truest, purest form of girlfriend chat. It really is. And that's exactly what we're going to be doing today. We're just going to do some life updates. We're going to talk about some interesting like food discovery facts that I found on BuzzFeed because who doesn't love to talk about a BuzzFeed article? And this is the time we need BuzzFeed articles. Like I'm at the point of the year where I'm like, that's exactly what I want to do. (laughs) Talk about BuzzFeed and nothing else. Exactly. Exactly. So if you haven't joined us, as Kelly just mentioned, we do have a Facebook group on... um, mm, Yes, a superstar group on Facebook for just for you guys. It's smaller than the big hangout. It's we definitely we're more laid back in there. We don't have really any group rules. We just trust that superstars are going to be super. And so we talk about all kinds of things. People go, you know, a little bit deeper in conversation. They're definitely a little bit more real. Also, Kelly, I don't know about you, but sometimes if I ask a question, if I personally ask a question in the main hangout group with over 5,000 people, I get overwhelmed with responses and I'm like, oh no, information shut down, can't do it. But if I For ask the, if I ask in the superstars group, it's like a manageable conversation. <laughs> well, and I go to the superstars with questions that I'm just like, I don't know, is this too real? Is this like yes. it's a family issue yes. or I'm really feeling down? It's a safe space for me, I think. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. So if you are a new superstar, but you haven't joined us in that Facebook hangout group, we'd love to have you. You can go to facebook.com slash groups slash SA superstars. And all you need to get in is the email address that is associated with your Patreon account. So also Kelly just brought up our sort of spicy series. We're kind of pausing for just a minute on that as we kind of regroup behind the scenes, because we also are developing some new ideas. We have new things coming for sort of awesome, the main show, but also for the Patreon. So hang tight. That series isn't concluded yet. We'll have a brand new sort of spicy coming to you soon, but we wanted to make sure to get to talk in this overflow. Kelly, I, I always love the overflow too, because genuinely on a personal level, as busy as life is, sometimes we don't even get a chance to catch up, like what's going on in each other's lives. So um, I know you have some stuff that's been going on, family life, personal life. What do you want to start out talking about? Yeah. So here are a few updates on me. Awesomes. Um, this is kind of a big one. And I would love to hear about you too, Meg, where mm-hmm. we are in the schooling situation. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this week, my elementary, my remaining elementary school student, Kieran, who's in fifth grade is now back in school five days a week. Wow. They're considering it still a hybrid schedule because he's not in like as many hours as he would be during a normal school year. And that's partly because of the way they started the year and busing. They actually flipped the start times of our middle and high school and our elementary schools. The elementary, it's just like they did what they had to do to try to have fewer people on a buses, all the different things. Right. So they're going to keep the schedule this like 
elementary starts at 7.45 in the morning and it's done at 1.15. So it's a shorter day. Yeah. However, that's a big deal. And our governor just announced this week also regulations for getting middle school and high school students back in more regularly. Now, our middle school and high school, so my two, they also have started back. They're in a hybrid, so they go two days a week. Mm-hmm. Although the high school is doing all his classes online because that's how he wants to do it. But right. like the option is there. So it's feeling like like that's a breath of fresh air, right? Mm-hmm, you know, like yeah. I, I, I am leery to say this and I'm going to say why in a second, but I feel like we've hit bottom and we're, we're heading back to the top. Okay. Like we're over the hump. Yes. The darkest days are behind us. Now we had on our show at NPR. So if you guys don't know, I am a radio producer in a newsroom during the day. And yesterday, so that would be on a Thursday, February 18th, we had on Michael Osterholm, who is on President Biden's um, council for the coronavirus. He is a Minnesotan. Um, he is here at the University of Minnesota. And so he's been on our show many, many times. He says the darkest days are ahead. <gasps> he thinks that March and April are going to be worse no. than the fall. Why? <laughs> I know it was so depressing. We got done with the show and our host said in my ear, we're, we're all remote, but you know, we can yeah. talk to each other on headphones. And she's like, well, that was depressing. Oh no. Um, he says that because he is very, very concerned about the variants mm. that are in the U S and okay. that they're going to, you know, they, they spread quicker yeah. and that sort of thing. Yeah. I just kind of don't want to believe him. He is one voice. Yes, um, he's true. not everybody. Um, there are other really smart people that I have been reading about, and we're going to do a show next week about other people's opinions on this. Like, does everybody feel this? What he okay. was saying, what Mike was saying, Mike Osterholm, is he said, it's really like, I know nobody wants to hear it, but it's like you're at a beautiful day at the beach. And I'm coming to tell you there is a hurricane level four headed toward us. It's coming. Mm-hmm. Get ready. And mm-hmm. everybody's like, it's beautiful right now. Mm-hmm. Why are you ruining my beach day? Mm-hmm. And he's like, that's how I feel. I don't like it either, but that's what I really, really think is going to happen. So I, I disagree only because it feels like so many people have gotten it at this point and the vaccines are here. Yeah. So I actually got my first vaccine this past week, which yes. was a little bit of a surprise. Yeah. And so this will lead into my second part of family update is that um, my mom, I think that most superstars, even if you've just been the awesome, you know, the regular sort of awesome hangout, you know that my mom lives in a care facility because my dad died very suddenly last year. My mom has Alzheimer's. So they gave essential caregivers, such as myself and my siblings, the opportunity to go get vaccinated this last week because it was the next round and they had enough shots. Yeah. So I went, got my first shot. It was the Moderna shot. People have been asking, like, how are you feeling? Really? I was, I was worried. I wasn't worried about the shot, mm-hmm. but I had heard so many things about the side effects of yeah. people feeling ill the next day. Yes. And I had Monday off of work for the first, like, it was the first time I had a day off in, in months. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, that would suck to have a day off of work and then have, you know, a fever and chills and that sort of thing. Right. But I didn't. My arm was sore. Yeah. But it really was like the same sort of a level of soreness as with like a DTAP booster. Yes. You know, those yeah. are that's a decent, that's a bigger needle, I feel like, or maybe it's just more vaccine. This, the actual needle poke was very similar to a flu shot. It was okay. Almost non-existent, like just yeah. very, very quick and easy. So my arm was just sore. That was great. My mom also got her first vaccine then this last week. So we both go in March to get our second. However, we found out yesterday that one of the essential caregivers, not in my sibling group, a woman that we have hired who's wonderful, has been exposed to COVID and in fact has COVID. So oh, no. now we've got to like ride this roller coaster of getting my mom tested. And yes, you guys, like, I mean, Meg, you know this too, because we're in that kind of sandwich generation. Yeah. With Alzheimer's, it's so hard. My mom doesn't remember what COVID, she doesn't really understand 
that there's a pandemic going on. Yes. Um, so we did get her, she didn't get vaccinated at the first round mm-hmm. that they offered at her facility because, well, it, it kind of came up fast and she's like, I've already gotten one of those. And we were like, nope, that you got a flu shot. Mm. And she's like, well, yeah, I'm not sick. I don't need anything else. And we were like, yeah. well, there's a pandemic. And she's like, I'm not sick. I'm yeah. fine. Yeah. So it's like this, we're always like working with her, mm. her own like mental capacity to understand what's going on. Yes. So this time we just said, you know what? A lot of people get sick from this. A lot of older people, and she's very healthy and only 72. So she's not in the highest, highest risk, but we're like, you right. live in a facility with people who have compromised health more than you do. Yeah. And your doctor wants you to get it. Yes. And so that was a voice that carried weight with her. So she yes. got it. Okay. So kind of the same thing today. We're getting, I'm getting her tested um, to see if she has COVID. It's been, you know, five days since the exposure at this point. So, and our, the caregiver who does go in and see my mom wears her mask the whole time. So, you know, like the, at the facility, they're like, we would consider this a pretty low risk. Okay. So we're not alarmed, but you guys, you know, I mean, everybody has a story yes. about having a family member, having an exposure yourself. And you're like, okay, now what? And what does right. this mean? Yeah. So we're we're on that roller coaster right now. Yes. Oh my goodness, what a roller coaster it is too. Um, I'm going to be listening for the update to see what your other experts that you find who are have maybe a different view on the future might have to say. Well, because- I would say the one that I have found is Scott Gottlieb, who was the the former head of the FDA and is on also on Biden's Corona Task Force. Oh, and okay. he basically again, I've seen him on. I think he was on MSNBC today. I don't think he is friends with Michael Osterholm. You know, they're all at that same echelon. Yeah, but. I don't, so I don't think anybody's going to go out and go, Mike Osterholm is a fear monger. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, of course. Um, right. But he basically is saying he, he thinks the opposite, that he okay. thinks that we are over the worst of it, that he thinks that we're going to maybe plateau this mm-hmm. spring and summer as people are able to get back outside again. And we continue with vaccinations and people have natural immunity and they're doing the right things, you know, wearing masks to try to do, to prevent the variants from spreading. So he does not think that. So. Interesting. Okay. I will be looking forward to follow-up conversation on Some that. Some encouraging words. I'm going to trust your intuition because last year when it was, <laughs> it was like spring, summer, early summer, and you're like, we're not going to have any state fairs. Like it was so inconceivable at that time still. I just could not believe what you were saying. Although I love and trust you. I was like, no, no, no. no. Yes, no, I understand. <laughs> and the only reason I was able to say that we had, I, I don't remember where you said this recently, Meg, where you were like, I remember when yep. Kelly said this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I was remembering back to that too. I think because I was so immersed in it with news, I had already processed. Yes. Like, oh my word. Yes. I exactly. think this is, I think this is real. So again, I am not an epidemiologist. And so if there are any, you know, virus specialists in the superstars group, please come and tell me what you think. I would actually, I, I've been doing this research, like, you know, yes. two hours yesterday, just reading different yeah. epidemiologists that I respect and trust. And, and, you know, there is a debate right now, like why, yeah. in, in fact, even why have cases gone down? Mm-hmm. No one's for sure yeah. why we've yes. had this drop off. So yeah. it's a mystery. I would love mm-hmm. to hear your opinions, but this is just my gut feeling. So take yeah. it for what it is. Definitely. I, I, I'm hoping and praying that it's right that we are over the worst of it. Well, you asked about schooling changes. Um my big girls finally got to go back on campus. And again, it was just like, so last fall, they had finally gone back on campus. They were there for two days and then (laughs) the schools were closed again because Oklahoma County um, went to level red. Uh, That was in October, November range. And so 
we had just gone back on campus, literally, and then we got this huge winter weather. I remember that. <laughs> it was ridiculous. It was like, well, that was a fun year. Yeah, exactly. Two days. So anyway, we have massive amounts of snow on the ground right now. The It's been all virtual for everybody this past week and even half of last week because before we got the snowstorm, we had ice on the roads Ugh. and stuff. So Nico's been home. The girls have been home. Um, Anyway, once this melts off, which it's supposed to do a nice job of melting to at least make things manageable over this coming weekend, which by the time you all listen to this, we will be well into next school week. Um, So they're hoping to be back on campus. So I think that's been very, very good for them in so many ways. I've just seen um, kind of a little bit of a spark back in their eyes. So yeah. that's been really fun. The twins, of course, are being just homeschooled. Yeah. And so we're just continuing on with that, plugging away with that. So, And then Nico also, once theoretically yes. the roads are cleared, he'll be able yes. to go back. Right now, our, yes. uh, our Nico school director has been going up to the campus because it's on um, a pre-K campus. It's like one wing of a pre-K okay. campus. And she's like, "There, you can't even drive in the parking lot. The roads mm. around the school are, because we just don't like, Oklahoma City Utilities takes care of the emergency snow routes and does all the plowing and all of that. But like neighborhoods, which is where Nico School is, it's just in a neighborhood. Neighborhoods are not treated at all. And the city's like, you're on your own to take care of your uh, own neighborhoods and and stuff. And so we don't have, like, I don't have, we don't have snow shovels. Yeah. (laughs) We literally don't have anything like that. You didn't get out like your spatulas from your kitchen. (laughs) I wanted to. I mean, okay, so this is a question. I wanted to know how you've been faring this week, how Emily's been faring, your sister in Dallas. Let's talk about it. Yeah. And we have so, so many awesomes who are in Texas. I I know. I feel like I cannot even complain. We have had inconveniences. We've had rolling blackouts in Oklahoma, which it would be off for a little while and then come back on off. But it would actually roll because they were told in Texas that they would be rolling blackouts, but then it it worked that way. Completely out. Yeah, it did for you. Yes. So actual rolling blackouts. And then even when we would have power come back on, the internet would be out. It was very, very spotty internet there for a few days. But overall, I mean, I just, I keep thinking about how last fall when that massive catastrophic ice storm hit preemptively, what happened because of that is so, because our electric company had not been keeping up with their foliage uh, whatever mm-hmm. it's called, program management yeah, like program. You have to cut those branches down. Exactly, exactly. But when all of that happened last fall and many of us were out without power for 10 to 14 days, tons and tons and tons of power lines were serviced and tree limbs were cut down around them and all of that. And honestly, it served us well, I think, That's this time good. around because except for the planned and the structural rolling blackouts, we haven't had any problems. Now, okay. Emily, and then my youngest sister, Sarah, also lives in the DFW area. It's been miserable. It's been no power, no water, just all of the things. I'm sure you've seen the news coverage or the TikToks and whatever, just showing people um, dealing with every possible, you know, miserable thing that you can think of that comes with a long-term power outage, that comes with not being able to have water or your pipes freezing and then bursting, like all of the things. It's been a true, true catastrophe yeah. um, in Texas. So, but Emily does have power back there. As we're recording right now, they are still keeping the water turned off in their complex to try to uh, not have burst pipe burst situations. Pipes, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so they are planning to have water back on this weekend. Again, as you all are listening, hopefully she does have water back. So, you know, it's like temperatures are warming up. There's hope for um, at least some things being restored to normal, but it has just been a true disaster. So yeah, it really has. So our hearts and I mean, it's, it's a cliche to say like thoughts and prayers, right? Yeah. But I have felt that way. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I have seen at the very, very beginning, I saw some normal dunking on the South, you know, like yeah. from the North yeah. because we were negative in negative temperatures for yeah. like five or six days. And yeah, but we are, we know that we are equipped. And so I think very quickly we were like that people who were doing that, we were like, that's not a good look. Yeah. So, yeah. So it, it switched and it just our my, really, my heart has gone out to imagine like we have, our homes are insulated so that our pipes mm-hmm. don't, you know, freeze. Mm-hmm. Um, we, they, even the idea that we have all these plows that go out so many Meg that the plow service decided to start a naming contest so right now you can go and like vote on where they're going to name the plows in the Twin Cities, which oh my is gosh. like plowy plow face. Like it's really funny. <laughs> and awesome. all the puns, all the snowplow puns, you know. Oh, yes. Um, yes, yes. <laughs> so we have we have a great stuff, you know, like to be able to clear the roads. But I've seen the pictures of Dallas, like the freeways empty, covered in snow. And yeah. I'm like, I just, it's just awful. It's yeah. just awful. So I'm so sorry yeah. for the the superstars in particular that you have suffered. Mm-hmm. I'm really hoping that by the time you're listening to this, that there's some normalcy that's returning to your life. Yes. yes and that yes. you'll just remember, you know, like, like we needed this in the middle of a pandemic. I mean, honestly, know, like all the things, yes. it just keeps coming, but exactly. you'll remember the good things, like people hopefully helping each other out and yeah. the good things that can come out of those moments of crisis when yeah. put together. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I, I absolutely echo all of that. Um, okay. I know that you were excited to hear about Rebecca's most recent awesome of the week. I was so excited. In fact, I texted Rebecca and said, Rebecca, I'm so glad that you mentioned Sharon says so, because if you hadn't, I would soon. And I feel like the sooner, the better that she gets in front of the awesomes. Although I might've even found out about her from okay. an awesome originally. Like I do not know how I discovered her yeah. because I really do try to keep my Instagram pretty slim down to like mm-hmm. people that I know. Mm-hmm. Um, but you guys, if you have not listened to the regular show from this last week, Rebecca talks about Sharon says so is her Instagram handle. Yes. Her name is Sharon McMahon. She is a former history teacher who lives in Duluth. So it's like not that far from here. Yeah. Two hours. So there's that Minnesota pride. Um, She is somebody who I think that she actually started her account in November Oh, on Instagram. Whoa. I, I, I read. Yes. Did she yes. has, to, I mean, Rebecca was saying that she's just like exploded with growth. I did not realize that it was even I that didn't. new of an account. That's amazing. I was researching a little bit yesterday because I was pitching her to be on our radio station yeah. too. You know, like I was like, somebody needs to get her on our air. Mm-hmm. Um, so she started in November basically because pre-election, she was seeing so much just wrong information And as a former history teacher and constitutional scholar, it was driving her kind of nuts. Like she's like, this isn't nuanced. It's just flat out wrong. So what she started to do was just like, how can I help you? What questions can I answer? And I will just give you the facts. Like she's like, I'm not here to be partisan. And she will talk about some partisan sorts of politically charged things Mm -hmm. like Rush Limbaugh's death this last week, you know, but she will ask her audience like, okay, if you're a conservative, tell me how you feel about this. And then mm-hmm. if you are more of a moderate or a liberal, tell me what you think. And then she just posts the answers. Mm-hmm. So she's not weighing in. But if you want to grow and hear what other people think, you can yes. do that. But most of what she does, the the majority is just 
posting facts. And I love it because this is what I, why I got into what I do. I want to share facts. I want to make sure people know them. And I learned too, from reading the questions that she gets, like, I I'm like, Oh, that's interesting that that person said that. Like I, I usually know where the questions are coming from. Um, just because of what I do with my day job, but it's so good. And she is so fun to watch you guys. And so real, like an awesome at heart. I would love to have her on the show at some point because she just has that sort of a feel. She's very self-deprecating. She draws her own pictures sometimes and they're horrible. And she also loves whales and other sea mammals. And so she's always sharing beautiful videos and pictures and just geeking out. Really, I mean, geeking out. I think that her followers have decided. So as you mentioned, she started in November. She's already got 500,000 followers. Yep. So just every day, more and more followers. So yep. they have decided to call themselves the Governors. Oh my gosh. I love that. Yes. That is so fantastic. There's a whole thing for a while where she was like, people want to, we want to name our group, but we don't know what to call ourselves. So like we call ours the superstars or the mm-hmm. awesomes. Mm-hmm. So her governors are also very positive and she's already channeling so much of her energy into like, let's raise money. For Texas. In fact, she threw up yesterday a spreadsheet, just a school, a Google spreadsheet. She's like, if you live in Texas or you're hard hit, throw up what you need. And then other people can log into the spreadsheet and be like, I can help with that. Like, oh, how can you help? My gosh, that's and it was, amazing. It was overwhelmed. You know, like she's like, people can't log in because there's so many people um, with yes. all those followers, but like people making practical difference in each other's lives or oh. fundraising to pay off medical debt, you know, things like that. So she's wonderful and so, so so important. And I would highly advise if not only you to follow her, but that we just, I feel like the more people follow her, the better, because she's so good at saying like, just the facts, like this is how the government works. No, Mike Pence never could do what Donald Trump was saying he was doing. It's like literally not possible. It is mm-hmm. not in the constitution. Mm-hmm. You can, mm-hmm. she's like, you can be mad about it, but it's the constitution. This is how it works. So she's just so good at just saying, just here's how the government works and mm-hmm. helping us to understand our own country and our own history better. I love her so much. I'm like a big girl crush. (laughs) I love it. That's so great. So great. I love awesomes influencing each other too. And just like, Hey, have you guys heard about this? I love that. That shows up in real life. Okay. I have to bring up one more thing. That's pro Rebecca too. You guys, if you have not already tried Rebecca's chocolate cherry cake, which we, Meg, we like (laughs) I don't even know what was happening that day. I think it was the Laura energy. Yeah, Laura brought show. some big energy to that uh, whole show, but especially the Awesome of the Week segment. I mean, that's not, I was so giggly and yes. and like just blowing off steam. So we were making a lot of that's what she said sort of jokes during yes. Rebecca's actually trying to talk about this yes. wonderful chocolate cherry cake. Yes. So I have not made it, but my best friend did. And she shared it with me. And it is so good, you guys. It is very, very rich. So I just want to be one more voice of people saying, if you have not already made this, it's like, you can go back and listen to the episode or you can go online. Rebecca will have it for you. But it's basically a chocolate cake mix with a can of cherry pie filling. And then you have a chocolate glaze on top. Like Ina Garten would say, like, what's not to love about that? You know, it's pretty awesome. It sounds incredible. So good. Um, okay. So a thing that happened this month is Lent began, mm-hmm. which is, it feels so weird because of the, well, first of all, now I will say that a lot of parishes in Oklahoma are open and um, our, our particular priest is very, very, very strict about all things COVID. So masking for everyone, social distancing, all the things, but 
on the day of Ash Wednesday, we were like literally snowed into our neighborhood. Um, mm-hmm. We just were like, this is not, we, there was two masses were being offered. They offer mass anyway, because priests have to say mass or get to say mass every day anyway. So even regardless of the weather, somebody will be saying mass, but we were just like, we just, it, our, our church is like a couple of miles from our house, but it was not worth it to try to navigate down there. Um, even though our vehicles probably could have handled it, a lot of people in Oklahoma do not have vehicles to handle driving on snow I mean, you guys, you guys have a vehicle. Yes, we do. We do. Um, but yeah, um, so it feels weird because we didn't mm-hmm. do it in Ash Wednesday service. So we're just beginning the practice here at home with our family. And, you know, speaking of the awesomes and good conversation in our community, I really feel like as we went into the beginning of Lent, there were some really good conversations with people talking about, hey, this is a year where we've already, you know, sacrificed so much. And so many people had to have had to give up so much already. Like if you're feeling a certain kind of way about your Lenten sacrifice this year, it's okay. Yep. And you're not alone. Yep. And honestly, I kind of took that perspective as well. And we kind of encouraged our kids in that way. Um, uh, you know, especially our, our older two are the ones who are really dialed in to what Lent sure. is about and, and those types of things. And so this year for Lent, I decided um, a sort of just, you know, if the, if the heart behind Lent is preparing your heart and mind for Easter and drawing closer to Christ, that I would make a concerted, like formal effort with myself to get back into the practice of praying for other people. Mm. I've long felt like that is my special charism. That is a thing that I have just been called to do. It has never felt like a burden. It's always felt like such, like when I feel like when I am in that zone of praying over people that I can truly in my mind, enter into their situation of what's going on. And I feel like God helps me to know how to pray in that. And so I just opened up my Instagram and said, Hey, if there's a special way that I can pray for you, not just right now, not just the immediate things, but even if you have long-term things I can pray for you about through the season of Lent, let me know. And so I've been collecting those and just really in that way, it is, it's a, it's a small sacrifice and that it's a sacrifice of time. I suppose sacrifice of other things I could be doing, like watching TikTok. <laughs> I, I was just kind of glad you didn't say you gave up TikTok because then I would feel very, very guilty. So thank you for, I mean, prayer no. is wonderful. Uh, the, you're right. I mean, it is time. It is time. It is time. The Lord Jesus himself would have to bodily appear to me. <laughs> <laughs> and give me a personal message before I give up TikTok. <laughs> the sweet baby Jesus would never want you to give up joy. That's right. That's right. Um, but yes, so truly, it's a small sacrifice of time, but it is genuinely a drawing closer. Like it's it mean it's meaningful yeah. to me to be able to enter into people's situations like that through prayer, but also it is a blessing to me and it is a thing that yeah. does um, help me to draw closer to Christ. So I've never done a Lent practice like that before. So I don't know what to anticipate or expect, but I, it just felt like the right thing for this year. So right. that's kind of where I am on Lent. Yeah, that's that's similar to kind of where I landed. I also, as I was thinking about it, and Lent is, is fairly new for me. I mean, I guess in some ways it is for you too, mm-hmm. Meg. Like mm-hmm. neither of us really grew up with it, that's right? That's right. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
just thinking about it, I mean, everything is so different. And as I said on an Instagram post, like it, we all feel like we've been like in this scrappy sacrificial phase for so long. Yes. Um, so I'm doing something, I think that's probably the same essence of what you're doing. I, I, I feel called to pay attention mm. is the broadest way I can think about it. It's really, it's about an embodiment. It's about stopping. It's about acknowledging God all around me the um, holiness of daily life, of the mundane, of, you know, God with us. Yes. So I think that for me in my stage right now, because life is busy mm-hmm. in a weird way, even though it's not like it used to be busy, it's busy in this phase yes. you know, where I work and then I get done and then I do homework. And then, you know, it's just like, there's helping with the kids. There's so much to do all the time. And I can very easily, in fact, I said this in an Instagram post recently that Adrenaline is like my drug, like stress, like I getting stuff done. I can, I thrive actually in that environment. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just how I'm wired, but then I don't know how to get out of it. And I'm not present when I'm in that. I can get a lot stuff done Yes, when I'm in that whirlwind mm-hmm. and in our culture that's looked upon as a good thing. And it makes me feel happy. There's a lot of, I always joke like, like I'm a seven with three like a three wing, which is a thing, but <laughs> yeah, like that's, that's kind of like that same idea. I think of what an Enneagram three often is like, I want to be productive. That's where I, my value lies. Yeah. Um, however, so this is just me saying, I would like to take at least once every day, but, but hopefully just like a spiritual practice does, you do that once. And then hopefully it flows out from there. It starts to saturate more moments of your day than just that to say, okay, that's that work that busyness, like that's nice, but that's not who you are. It's not you noticing the divine around you. So just taking some time every day to stop. So what I'm doing just to kind of, this is my way of holding myself accountable is I'm posting things on Instagram. Like I'm trying to Mm -hmm. be intentional with it that way Yeah. Um, to say, you know, like this is how I'm stopping right now. And details. I think that's the other thing that I've really noticed. I follow an Instagram account from somebody in Northern Minnesota. He's actually a shop owner. He reminds me of David um, from Schitt's Creek. Yes. Like, yeah. So he he only like more hopeful, like he's yeah. not as dark, yeah. but he's always posting these wonderful stories of just um, his like life from his cabin in the woods. And mm. it's a lot of details. And what I've recognized is that when I watch just his photos, even, you know, it might just be a shadow on the snow yeah. or the way the snow has piled up on a birch branch mm. or a rock that's being covered by a wave. I'm like, when I see those details, those, those small things, I feel all of a sudden rooted in myself. Yes. I'm like, oh, look, that's right. Look at the way that bark is rough right next to the bark that's smooth. Yeah. Um, I don't know. So that's, that's what I'm going to be trying to do this month is noticing the details, staying present. Yes. And, and kind of, I hopefully, like you're saying, you know, like that, that will not only bring joy to myself, it will ho- focus and root me more so that I'm, I am preparing for Easter. Yeah, that's so beautiful. I love it. It's also, this is the first of, I think, these milestones we're all going to be experiencing as we think, okay, a year ago, this. So last year we started Lent, totally normal life. And then I can remember by the time we got to Easter and I mean, we were, that was, you know, right at the beginning of serious shutdown, just being appalled that we weren't going to be able to go to mass for Easter Mm -hmm. for the Easter vigil and all of these things. Like it was, I could, you know, and you're in the midst of actual grief for your father's passing that first year after 
somebody dies is filled with all of these little like surges of grief because you're like a year ago this. And then as we move into the, you know, it's been a year since all of this began, I wonder, I know for myself, I'm, I'm definitely feeling some feels about like Mm. just kind of revisiting what it was feeling like and how we didn't know what we were getting into. And, you know, all of these things, we didn't know what was ahead of us as we move into, it's been a year since this, like, I don't know. It's just, I don't even know how to say it the right way, but I do think that for me, the beginning of Lent and, and anticipating Easter is like the first major thing of just like, and then a year ago, it was like this. So, yeah. Well, in that sense, maybe this is a good time. I mean, it it is, I shouldn't say maybe we're creating space Mm -hmm. to notice that, right? Yes. That this is all going to be hitting us because you're right. This is March is when all the milestones start. So we're going to have those triggers. So just paying attention to ourselves, to our hearts, to our family, to our friends, like, how are we feeling? How are we doing? Yeah. Um, Because it's, it's coming. Yeah. Yeah. It does. Um, one more thing before we kind of shift gears and talk about food, something else that uh, the awesomes have influenced you in and helped you with is you, didn't you ask in the big group about exercise bikes or was that oh, something did. else? It was no, you. I, okay. No, it was me. It was okay. me. I asked in the regular sort of awesome hangout. Yeah. So yeah, here's the funny story is that our Y's actually did open. Like our, our fitness clubs opened in January again. They got okay. the, because our surge was a little bit earlier than I think some places in the country. It was more like November into December. So by mid-January, they were allowed to open again. So I went back to class. But now, unlike in the fall, which really probably would have been smart to start this way, but they, in the fall, if you went to a class, you didn't have to wear your mask when you were working very hard. Like they wanted us to social distance. They had good air ventilation, but they recognized that, you know, it's hard to wear a mask when you're breathing so heavily. But now in January, they want everybody to wear a mask at all times, no matter what. Yeah. So it just was too hard. Like it was difficult. It made the class a lot less fun. But as I was saying, with all the stress of the work and other things, knowing burnout like we do, Meg, there were several days last week that I looked at Corey and it was like 18 below outside. I can't go for a walk. Like I was Mm -hmm. like, I am going to to punch a wall. Like, I don't know what to do to get rid of this, this anxious energy. You know, like I wasn't angry, but it had just been like, there had been a lot of situations that really amped up my response. And I was like, I don't have a way to cleanse myself Mm -hmm. of all these hormones. I'm like, just store it onto them. So that's when I was like, we've got to find something that we can do here at home. And we had talked about an exercise bike. So I, of course, went to the hangout like so many of us do Mm -hmm. and said, Tell me about exercise bikes, you guys. Like I Peloton, of course, is the A list. It's the big star yeah. in this field. But as we all know, they're super expensive. Yeah. And they also have a weight right now. So I was like, oh. yeah, that's really not going to work for me. Like they're like yeah. at least eight to 10 weeks. And then oh. many people are like, and then they get pushed out beyond that. So I was oh, like, gosh. no, I, I need it like tomorrow. Like yes. not like because I'm hoping eventually I will get back to the Y and that I will be able to go outside and go for a walk. You know, like I need it now. Yes. So if you are also looking for an exercise bike, go look for that thread. If you haven't already seen it, it had, I mean, so much good advice. And I literally did. I almost took notes. Like I mm. read, I mm-hmm. responded, people responded back. There were so many people who had done research already, which is why I love crowdsourcing, yes. right? Yes. Yes. So including Jessica Turner. So uh, several people in there recommended, and I think that I would have gone with, although I didn't, and I'll tell you why, okay. the Schwinn IC4. Okay. It's a very similar to a Peloton. It uses magnetic um, resistance in the wheels. So it's quiet. It's sturdy. 
Um, it does not come with a screen. It comes with a place for you to put a screen Okay, so sure. that you can get your own iPad, bring your own phone, and then you can use several different apps with it, including the Peloton app. Okay. So it's not going to have quite like, you're not going to show up the same, like on the Peloton mm-hmm. leaderboard, things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As far as I understand, they're not going to be able to rate you. But if you just want the classes that Peloton offers, and it's actually cheaper to do it that way, because not having a Peloton bike and only using the Peloton app, it's only $12 a month versus 40. Oh, dang. That's great. Right? Yeah. So it's like, that's a fantastic deal. This, the Schwinn IC4 is about 900, $800, $900. But there was this deal going on at Costco over our like the last few weeks here, um, where they had an Echelon bike, which is a step up. They have their own screen that was the same price, so it came with a screen and it has like a year's worth of subscription to their live classes, okay. which is also forty dollars a month. So I was yes. like, that's a lot of money right there. Right, so it was too good of a deal to pass up because Costco also has a great return policy. So I felt like you know if something goes wrong, this will be. Not as hard as if we, you know, we're getting it from some store or an online place. Right. So that's what we ended up getting. And I have been using it, you guys. This is my favorite thing about, I am a class person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this app has classes that are short. I think that's the other key for me yeah. right now, especially because I'm so out of shape, but like to be able to do 20 minutes, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can do 20 minutes. Yes. 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 When yes. you say like an hour, 45 minutes, I might not have that every day. And that was the problem with getting to the Y is my Y is a good 20 minutes away. So it's 40 minutes round trip, an hour class. Like it's just a big chunk of time. Yes. Yeah. So I am loving having an outlet. In fact, I already got up this morning to the class that was a live, my first like live class. I wanted to see kind of how it was, but mm, it is, it. it is so good. It's just, it's a good reminder that exercise of any kind, walking, you know, lifting small weights, yoga. Mm, I've mm. been doing yoga with Adrian, like anything that you can do helps our mental mood and man, we need help. All the help we can get, at least I do this year to make it through this winter, um, yes. to make it through COVID, all the things that have been happening. It's just so good. And so if you, Superstar, were on that thread and you gave me advice, thank you. It meant something to me. Awesome. Loving it. So good. So good. I love, I mean, I'm just, what would we even do without our awesomes to tell us how to live life? I know. (laughs) Okay. um, Last thing, I found this on BuzzFeed. Um, Kyla and I often check BuzzFeed to see if there's interesting things to talk about for awesome today. And so I was looking through some of the trendings and they have one from this week as we're recording. 40 random food facts that I haven't been able to stop thinking about since I learned them. I mean, does BuzzFeed not own the market on clickable headlines? I mean, yes, absolutely. <laughs> Is this the kind of article that I would click on if it was in my sidebar? Absolutely. And I hadn't seen it yet. You sent it to me and I was like, this is so fascinating. It is the kind of thing that you send to your friend and you're like, did you know number 21? Yes, exactly. Exactly. So we will actually put this in the group um, when Overflow comes out so you guys can share this. We're not going to read through all 40. No. But of course, Kelly, they have to start with my number one nemesis in life at number one <laughs> here. Talking about cilantro. I kind of did know this, that cilantro and coriander, they're the same thing. <laughs> Yeah. Coriander is like the dried, it's the seeds. Yes. Right. Cilantro, right? I I don't know where I learned this, but I thought that was super fascinating that it is called something different. Yes. But it's the same plant. Same plant. Exactly. I thought that was 
fascinating. Can you eat coriander? Like, does that taste, does that trigger your taste buds the same way? Or is it more about the the plant itself? There's something in the leaves. I think it is the, the fresh cilantro is what okay. I really, really notice. If I have had something that was heavy in like coriander because it is dried. And so it's going to be a little bit different flavor maybe. Yeah, it is. I, I think. I don't remember having like a really big, you know, reaction like, oh my gosh, I, this tastes terrible with anything that I've had with coriander in it. So yeah, it's definitely more of the fresh cilantro taste that gets to me. So I thought that was very interesting. It is. Um, here's one. I'm, Speaking of Costco that I had to ask you about, I've never been to Costco, although we do have one in Oklahoma City. It's way, way, way on the other side okay. of town. So I've not yet been. But this list does say that the all-time best-selling food items at Costco are their rotisserie chicken, bacon, and their food court hot dogs. <laughs> this surprises me absolutely nothing. Zilch. I'm completely <laughs> not surprised. Because those hot dogs, I think it's a loss leader for them too. I think I've read that somewhere. It's It's been the same price forever. It's $1.50 for a quarter pound hot dog <gasps> and a soda. Oh my gosh. Yep. I can see that. That would be a bestseller for sure. It's like, it's not quite a foot long hot dog, but like, it's not a small kid's hot dog either. It's huge. And you get a soda. You can't get it without a soda. Like there were times that my kids were like, I don't really need the drink. And they're like, I mean, I, I'm not going to charge you less. Like, you know, like I can't, it's a dollar 50. You don't have to have the drink, but it's, that's what it is. It's a dollar 50. You guys, I, I don't know that I should be embarrassed to say this because I, I, I'm not really I'm sure there are superstars who do this. My parents, when they lived in warmer places in Minnesota, especially when they were in California and um, Costco, or I'm sorry, Colorado, they would go to Costco for lunch. Oh yeah. Like they would go and just get hot dog and sit in their food court and eat. Like that was, that was their lunch. I just thought that was so funny when I heard that they were doing that. I'm like, that's like, I think that you should keep that on the down low. But there were so many other people that were doing it too, that I was like, this is not a surprise. I will tell you what I buy at the food court all the time is their pizza. Mm. You guys, you can get a whole pizza, a big pizza for 10 bucks. Mm -hmm. So I just lots of times, in fact, I was there last night. I went and did my shopping and then I went and ordered a pizza and brought it home and we had dinner and Caesar salad. Boom, done. And it's... It's one of the best pizzas, especially for for $10 that you can get. And what Mm -hmm. I will... What I mourn... So superstars who are Costco shoppers please tell me no one else still has this. I think that they've gotten rid of it right right around the time the pandemic started. They used to have churros mm, in the food yes. court. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they were right up there with Disneyland churros, which wow. if you are a churro connoisseur, you you know that's like the very top mm. of the churro mm. mountain. Yes. You have amazing churros. And these were such good churros at Costco and they don't have them anymore. Oh like gosh. they were big, they were good. And I don't know, where are we going to get a churro in Minnesota? <laughs> Costco, bring back the churro. Oh my gosh. That is so funny. I have to say, so I have not been to our Costco. We have the Sam's close by. Mm -hmm. We were long time Sam's shoppers because that was for for like my whole life. That was the only warehouse shopping, warehouse club shopping you could do. Um, And so we, they do have a food court. They do have, you know, like the hot dog deal. They have pizza by the slice, which I would, when my kids were younger, when the twins were younger, or even when, Daisy and AJ were younger and we'd, you know, come over to Oklahoma City to do some shopping. I would totally plan our 
lunch around like, okay, let's, I can, at least when we're at Sam's, I can grab a piece of pizza. When the twins were little, I used to get one piece for them, split it in half. And, you know, my kids have logged some miles in the Sam's (laughs) food court area, which now they too, they don't, it's all closed. I mean, they, you can go like walk up and get something to go, but you cannot eat there obviously right now. Mm -hmm. Um, And the twins, every time they haven't been there many times because they just haven't been out that much shopping. Um, in the past year, but they're always like, what? Like they're like, why can't we, where's all the tables? Why can't we yeah. sit? So yes. Yeah. It's all thing. right. My, my eye immediately on this list went to the Trader Joe's factoid. Yes, yes, yes. So you guys, I actually knew this one. It's, it's number five on the list because I listened to the Trader Joe's podcast. Did yep. you, didn't we talk about that one time on Sort of Awesome? Yes, we have talked about it. I think it's been your awesome of the week before. Yeah. yeah. It's called Inside Trader Joe's mm-hmm. and they kind of do like bursts of release. Like they don't have one like for every week of every year, but they'll do like four about Trader Joe's and the holidays or something like that. And they're super fun. I feel like they started them. I don't remember why now. Like they started them with an intent to be like, this is just going to be a short release. Like we're going to do six episodes about Inside Trader Joe's. And then they were so popular. They were like, oh, we should just keep going. Yeah. So they told the story there about why all Trader Joe's sell bananas singly Mm-hmm. For 19 cents. Yeah. And it was because the, the the guy who started the store was visiting a Trader Joe's, like just kind of incognito, and he saw an older woman buying bananas. And he went up to her and said, You know, I saw you looking at the bananas, but you didn't buy any. Why not? And she said, Well, I might not live to eat that fourth banana. <laughs> a little bit it's, of dark humor there for you. I mean, but I think he, it was like, I think she was probably laughing at that sense, at yes. that sentence. But at the same time, yes. he was like, he didn't take it as, oh, that's funny. And I'm going to move on with my day. He was like, wait, this is a real thing. Yes. Like, we need to be able to sell individual bananas so people don't have to, and they need to be accessible in price. So yep. you can get, I mean, you can get bunches of bananas at Trader Joe's too, but you can, they sell singles and they they're always singles. 19 cents. Yes. They also explain, again, if you are a fan of Trader Joe's, which also I have not been to our Trader Joe's, I don't think, except maybe once since quarantine began, because they are they are being very responsible yep. and very strict. And every time I pull through the parking lot, there is a line down the sidewalk. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I just, I don't have this. I love Trader Joe's, but I just don't have this much time. Um, but if you are a fan of Trader Joe's, then you know they have a bell system instead yep. of a, uh, like a intercom system to kind of help people know where, you know, the staff to know where they're needed around the store, which is always kind of nice to hear the bells instead of uh, a grumbly voice coming over the intercom while you're shopping. So I love that they threw that on this list too. I know. And also to know what the bells mean. Yes. Because they'll go two bells. And I'm always like, does that mean this customer is driving me crazy? Somebody come, you know, like, wouldn't it be great if you're like eight bells and that means like (laughs) someone come, I'm going to punch someone. Like I I would want to make up new bells. Yes. Yeah. So one bell means someone is being asked to open another register. Two means that someone has a question, a customer has a question, or maybe they're being a little naughty. You never know. (laughs) And then three bells, that's the big time one. That means a manager is being summoned. So, which could just be like, they, they have some problem on their cash register or, you yeah. know, something didn't have a price on it. Like they're very, very helpful there. I think I yes. love to watch the Trader Joe's staff. I have gone to Trader Joe's, but it, it is almost always like requires waiting in line. And so yes. I'm extra happy to talk to, well, partly because I'm an extrovert and I've been trapped. Well, yes. I'm like, hello, Trader Joe's cashier. How are you? What are you eating? What are you seeing? How are things? 
They're so friendly and they are just happy to tell you all of the things too. They are always really nice. I imagine that they really enjoy talking to their customers. I'm going to leave it at that. I think so. I do. Um, I thought this was so interesting. I did not know this, but you are such a baker that you probably did know that allspice that you get when you're doing your mm-hmm. baking, especially like holiday baking, I feel like is when I use a lot of allspice. Allspice is not a mix of other spices. No, it it may smell like nutmeg and cinnamon, but it's actually its own thing. Did you know that? You know, I really didn't. I knew I don't cook a ton with allspice, but I didn't think it was a spice blend. I just didn't think about what it was. Isn't it funny how so many times we cook with stuff and we we don't really think about what it is? Yes. Yes. Like, we're just like, oh, that's what it is. It's allspice. Yeah. What is it? Like, where does it come from? I think the first time I saw that cinnamon is a bark of a tree, Mm, you know, like, I mean, the cinnamon sticks that we get, that should clue us in. It's like bark that's peeled off and dried. And I was like, oh, oh, well, yeah, I guess. Right. Or like that spices don't just come powdered. (laughs) Right. Exactly. So allspice is actually fruit that is picked, dried, and then sold. Either you can buy them whole or it's been ground up, which I get. I've always only ever used Mm -hmm. ground allspice, but ground up into its own spice, like vanilla coming from a bean. That was a big revelation to me as I got older and started using more grown up, you know, ingredients and things. But yeah, it is so funny how often you're just like, huh. Well, I really thought about it. Well, in fact, another thing on this list talked about chili powder is not its own thing. It is just a mix of other spices. Yes. So like it usually has cumin, onion, garlic powder, oregano. I'm sure it has like some cayenne in there to give it some some heat, but it is just a blend. So I have seen people who are like, you can make your own chili powder. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, you can just get a a recipe blend online and, and make your own from other spices and that sort of thing. Yep. I don't, (laughs) (laughs) but you could, yes, because it's, it's, it's possible that way. Yeah. Yeah. What else jumped out at you on this list? I'm super curious. Just because I do like to garden. I loved all the things that they showed how food is grown or how it's picked. Like I did know that cranberries grow in a bog. So you guys, you have to go and look at some of the images here because it's, it's, it is cool if you're not aware that this is how it works. Like cranberries being harvested by a big tractor through water, which is also like how wild rice is harvested. Um, it had a picture of like how asparagus grows, which I have seen wild asparagus. Like I have friends who grow asparagus here in Minnesota, but it looks funky as it comes like straight up out of the ground. And then the part that we eat is like the tip, like the top, it just breaks off. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that so so it's very cool looking. And then they, they showed like pomegranates. If you're not aware that they grow on trees, Mm -hmm. which is why some people have been led to believe. I mean, it's just pure speculation that like pomegranates is the the fruit they're referring to in the Bible that tempted Eve because they wouldn't have had apples (gasps) in the middle East, but they look like apples. They do look like apples. Okay. Um, We had a pomegranate tree in San Diego in our yard. Um, So I do, I do remember that, but the other thing that really caught me and I'm, I'm a little bitter I grew up, did we talk about this before, Meg? Like I grew up eating McDonald's. Like if we, that was, that was our favorite junk food. Yes. Yes. And it was rare because, you know, it was pricey with four kids. And you and I have, that was our favorite. You and I have talked about how McDonald's McChicken sandwiches have gotten us through a couple of pregnancies. So that's exactly right. See, (laughs) that's where I'm remembering it from. So I was a little bitter to understand that in France, 
McDonald's offers thick cut potato wedges in addition to their regular addictive. Yes. And the picture of these looks so good. I'm like so hungry right now. Those look delicious. I, I am never going to say no to a hot McDonald's French fry. Never. In fact, my husband, he disdains me for this when I'm like, because he's just never, he has never been a junk food eater. Okay. Um, so it's just not his thing. And I'm like, oh, you know, like I don't, I don't eat McDonald's much anymore. And I don't always feel good after I eat McDonald's, but like a hot fry or a McChicken or even a burger, yes. you know, like, I'm like, I just like, that's hard for me to not have like fond childhood memories. Yes. about. And he just looks at me like I am saying poison. It's fun. <laughs> Yes. Yes. Corey is like such a health nut and I can see him being like, how, why, how, why would you do that? But I agree. It is both nostalgic from my childhood. And mm-hmm. then also it, it's gotten me through some real stress moments. It's not, <laughs> not good. I'm not recommending that, but <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah. I saw uh, there's a subreddit that is for um, Gen Xers. And somebody had posted a picture in there and said, does anybody else remember when McDonald's uh, hamburgers came in styrofoam containers? I was <gasps> like, oh, yes. Yeah. I haven't thought about that in a long time, but I totally remember that, of course. I had forgotten about that as well. In fact, you guys, because my mom and her, her memory, she loves a different fast food restaurant here that's in the upper Midwest called Culver's. Mm. Um, so if we take her out to eat, that's where she wants to go. But I said to her the other day, I was like, do you remember though, mom, how much we would go to McDonald's when we were little and yeah. how great that was? And I said, and you would always get the fish fish fillet sandwich, which, you know, as a kid, you're just like, why? Yeah. Gross. Yeah. And she was like, I don't think I've ever eaten that. And I'm like, yeah, you did. And I remember it came in like the blue, I think yeah. it was a blue styrofoam. Yes. And I was like, I remember thinking that was gross. And then at one point in my twenties, I tried one and I was like, oh, this is actually wonderful because Pretty it's good. <laughs> Very little fish. It's mostly wonderful crispy breading with cheese and a tartar sauce. Yeah. What's like, that's amazing. Yeah. So now I'm going to probably have to go to McDonald's for lunch. I have eaten a not small amount of McDonald's fish sandwiches on Fridays during Lent when you're out and about and it's right. like, oh man, I can't get a cheeseburger or anything. I mean, they, they've got that fish filet for you over at McDonald's. So that's right. So funny. Okay. Number 20 on this list made me laugh so much. It says that on Sesame Street, Cookie Monsters cookies are actually, they're not cookies. They're painted rice cakes. Which actually makes sense when you think about how they crumble. Exactly. It really does. Yeah. I, I laughed at that so much because for some reason, Nico is super into Cookie Monster. He thinks it is hilarious the way Cookie Monster eats cookies. And so I've watched a lot of Cookie Monster in the past month. And uh, yeah, it, made, it totally makes sense. I thought that they were some kind of like styrofoam something because it's like obviously cannot be a cookie the way they crumble. But yeah, that's true. Painted rice cakes for Cookie Monster. But I've never thought about it before. And I I, I love Sesame Street. Like I love Cookie Monster. So that was interesting. And yes. Of course, my kids love to watch YouTube videos about food, like how they style food. You yeah. know, so for like how they use different things than what they actually are to make them look good. Yeah. You know, like syrup is usually um, like an oil, like yes, not an edible oil. I can't think of what it is, like a motor oil or something right. even sometimes. Yes. Because of the way it's viscosity makes it drip right. So it's pretty for the pictures. Right. Um, so yes. I'll have to thrill them. I, I bet they don't know. Yeah. About yes. Cookie Monsters thing. Too funny. Um, we probably better wrap up soon, but I do have a question for you. Does the mm-hmm. name William A. Mitchell mean anything to you? 
Mm, no, okay. there's a William Mitchell school of law here in the Twin Cities, but I don't think that's him. I don't think he's an A. Mitchell. I think he's got a different middle name. Well, as it turns out, Minnesotan William A. Mitchell is the same guy who invented Cool Whip, Pop Rocks, and Tang. <laughs> yes. Okay. So first of all, the same person inventing all three of those yep. cultural icons is amazing. Yes. Yes. And I did not know he was a Minnesotan, but here, I have a theory about people who live in cold climates uh-huh. that we sometimes produce things like inventive things because we are so bored <laughs> in the winter, like veggie tales. Um, Phil Vischer, yep. his wife actually grew up here. So he didn't grow up here, but he'd gone to, to some school in the upper Midwest. I'm like, who, who thinks of stuff like that? People who are born in the winter, mystery science theater, 3000 also started in the twin cities. <gasps> I did not know that. Oh my yes, gosh. I'm like, that makes sense because we're like, I have nothing to do. Yep. I have been inside. Yeah, I know. Let's watch old movies and pretend that we're talking about them with some robots. With some robots. Why not? That I, makes sense. I love Mystery Science Theater 3000. It's one of my favorites. It is. It's super funny. But like Pop Rocks, who who thought that would be a candy? It's super cool. Yeah. I, we still get Pop Rocks every once in a while because if kids have not experienced Pop Rocks, mm. it's, it just feels like something they need to experience. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. So anyway, uh, that list was so fun. And so we will pop it it into the superstars group because there are some very interesting things on there that genuinely I'm like, you know, good, good job, BuzzFeed, because now I'm going to always remember these little food facts because of this BuzzFeed list. So good stuff. And you can throw your family when you're eating dinner and be like, no, all spice. And they're going to (laughs) be mom. I don't care. Yes. All right. Well, Kelly, remind people if they do want to find you, like you said, on your personal Instagram where you're sharing some stuff and then just to talk, hang out, where can we find you? I'm mostly on Instagram and Twitter. And my handle is the same in both places. It's at Kelly Gordon MN okay. from Minnesota. Um, and then of course, in the Superstars group, I, I, as most people know, I think by now, I don't follow any people on Facebook. I have unfollowed all the people and the pages. The only thing I have on Facebook is sort of awesome stuff. So I am there. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're kind of Facebook resistant, which is totally fine, if you want to low key privately create your own little account, that's just for the hangout, the superstars hangout group, we'd love to have you do that. Um, You can find me at sort of awesome Meg in all the places and the show also. Uh, You guys, thank you so much again, just like a huge, huge welcome to all of our brand new superstars. We're so thrilled to have you. Uh, because we do have so many new superstars supporting the show. We are doing some things we're doing. We've got a brand refresh coming up with a brand new sort of awesome logo. I think you're going to love. We've got, like I said, plans for a new series coming up. Actually, an idea Kelly had that I'm super excited about. So me too. We have good stuff coming because so many people are joining us on the Patreon. So thank you so much for your support and thanks for listening. And that's it for Overflow this month. We'll see y'all next time.